this is where the book just becomes totally embarrassing. Why is that? Even though the facts are that that we've that the book has got really got ahead of us after a few lines, but for the first up until now, we can at least maintain the illusion of, of being in the ball game. You still feel that uh, you know, hello, visas. Here's you know we're working on etc. etc. We still maintain the feelings that you know it's basically us. We just have to, you know, make a few adjustments here or there. But we're you know. You know, basically talking to us. At this point, we realize that not only that is the book at this point not talking to us anymore, we realize that it was ready to stop talking to us a long time before. But Hasashon, not that it's not talking to us. What I mean to say like this, the book's always talking to us. But we realize how far we are from being the person that's actually uh, fulfilling what the book is speaking about. We, the book's always speaking to us. Okay, and we come to Be'er Midas Adikias. Okay, the Kiyas they translate as uh, cleanliness or... Uh, which means, well, let's see. That's when a person is what is completely clean from every bad mida and from every sin. It's not sufficient. No, it's not only not only that a person is clean from those things where the sin is known uh, and well, you know well revealed. But also from those things that the heart is seduced to be more heter on. So it's to find an excuse to say that it's okay. That if the person would really those things which if a person would really investigate the point, that that, that leniency would no longer seem correct to the person. And but since the heart is still a little bit influenced, okay, by desire, by kilo because the heart hasn't been completely cleansed of it, that uh, connection or that influence will cause the person to be lenient about this particular thing. Okay, but the person who is completely clean of this plague, but when a person is completely clear of every negative influence that that uh, that taiva, that desire, leaves after it, then his vision will be completely clear, and his discernment will be will be uh, perfect or pure. And again, his his passion or his desire will not. Uh, will not influence him towards any any particular thing. Anything that's a sin, even the, even the most lenient of lenient sins, then his understanding is going to recognize that it's wrong, and it's going to keep him away from it. Uh, this is a hard problem. Everybody has a everybody has a little I don't know what he calls a little man. In there, you know, saying who the the rationalizer or the uh, or the fixer, and then they will just work on things from a million places uh, to make it come out that the thing that you want is the thing that uh, is the thing that you'll do. And I mentioned it one time. I mentioned that with the Shabbos also. That's one of the reasons why it's so so important to always. And the people discuss this so many times. Why it's so important? It's important to get rid of to get rid of our bad midos. But one of the why it's so important to have a rabbi and to have a friend. And if you're capable, if you're zocha, to have a student, because we need something to to counteract that voice and that thing that goes on inside of our hands. I mentioned you've watched little girls with the. Uh, 
most people, not, not most people, many people in their relationship with God, they remind me of little girls at tea parties, you know, with the, with the dollies. And then they make the decisions, and that's always what's happening. They sit there and they say, oh, you know, Mrs. Crumpet, would you, what do you say, shall we have tea? Oh, yes, I think that's a good idea. Oh, don't watch your cookie, do you? Oh, well, let me take care of that for you. And then, you know, whatever it is, oh, not hungry, eh? And et cetera, et cetera. And people, people like that with God, you know, saying, well, Hashem, what do you say today? Mm, I think, actually, you know, I think L'Shem Shemaim, better if I didn't go into learn today, better if I took a rest. Yes, what do you think? You think so? Me too. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Thank you very much. People are busy there. That's how they mind. That's everybody. They talk, they talk right into God. And that's that many people like that. It's people relationship with Akonish Baruch So how do you, how do you get out? And that, that mind, everything. How do you get out of it? So one of the, the, the one of the primary ways we say it, one of the primary ways is, is, is to have, to help us have something that checks and balances that thing. And that's when you have a Rebbe and when you have a friend. And if you zochet to have a Talmud, those three checks and balances, like we said in the government, like the legislative, the judicial, and the... Executive. Executive. <laughs> right. So I learned something in school. So they have checks and balances. So these are the checks and balances on on the on the on the human on the human understanding and human consciousness. We're not capable of being objective without those things. If, with a constant input from these three sources, then we can hope that in our daily lives we will make objective decisions. Or object, when I say objective to the to the degree that a human being can be objective and has a right to a right to rely on himself, the person will be able to. Because he's constantly being checked out. And you'll see, and that's why it's so important to be part of things. I mentioned on the Shabbos, and it's 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 so important to be part of things. And that's why with many things where it was a destructive time this last uh, 30 years or so actually where everybody was busy everywhere everybody was a group of one and everything and, and, and you need to be by being part of something else that people constantly check and balance you people see you then how you're doing how you look you look better you look worse people take care of each other for better for worse criticize you build you up knock you down but whatever it is those are things that keep a person uh, keep a person sane in the in the true sense in the Torah sense of being checked out and you make decisions that make sense and at least at least you thought twice about it somebody made you somebody made you think about it Thank God for somebody who says, wait, 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 wait. Are you sure you want? Are you sure you want to do that? You know, I got to check it out. Even if you're sure, you know that it's a good idea to sink all your savings into this new deal. You understand? And you're sure that it's a winner. It's actually pretty good to have somebody say, wait, are you sure you want to do all that? At least, at least, at least you should check it out a few times, and a little help you if somebody, if one of your buddies says, you know, I think it's a little risky. You know, or your wife says, what? You know, say, yeah, let me think about it twice. At least you should check it out, you know, and, uh, and see if it's a good idea. Maybe, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe it's still. I'm talking in big practical terms, but whatever. We need those things. So to have the to have the people around us, first of all, uh, give us some ability to to think, because on our own you can forget it, forget it. Uh, we just go into never, never land in a in a really in a really short time. The last person you want to rely on is yourself. Uh, you just want to use yourself as a component in your decision making by other people. I think I mentioned to you one time, I was on the phone with Rav Dov. So uh, we, I was asked about a certain thing. So he said, look, this is just something that you have to use your seichel for. I said, Rav Dov, you're part of my seichel. <laughs> you, know, so you have to, you have to, uh, you have to take advantage of, uh, you have to take advantage of, of all the things around you to hope that you'll, uh, to hope that you make decisions that are, like I said, that are correct and proper. So just one thing, as an aside, you don't know the preciousness of, uh, of teachers and friends and students to make you, uh, to make you sane. And again, it's, it comes back to something we spoke about last week. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to talk so quiet, but you understand. But the, the, the something we discussed last week, our consciousness and our grasp is fragile. And the, the, the best way to be successful in this world is to start admitting the truth. And then the more we, the, the, if, we, if you start to accept the facts and admit the truth, our success is going to be greater and greater and greater. The faster we realize that we're not, you know, we're not all, you know, whatever it is, 
Well, forget about all, all knowing. That's what a joke. You know, without anything knowing, whatever it is, we have such a relative grasp of things. The second we accept it, then you start to do it. And you only see that's how the smart people are. It's very interesting. See the smart people ask Aitza, they ask counsel. They all the smartest guys you know. It's really funny. You know, they, 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 they the guys who the guys who actually do know everything. Interestingly enough, they they, they want to check out against it. How is that done exactly? What's the procedure? They say you know what's your opinion? And, and you ever notice that? They're funny. Like the smart guys ask advice. I've ever noticed. You know, smart guys, I don't know, I'm telling you, smartest guys I know, they ask advice. They ask, they want to know what other people think, they want to find out how it was done, it was done before, what's the correct way. Uh, and it's the dummies who, uh, you know, who know everything and they uh, don't ask anything. So first thing is to accept the facts. Uh, and then we want to come to a place, but really here what he's speaking about is, is our own tivas and our passions. Uh, influence us because we want certain things and you'd be surprised how many things are done for uh, motives that have nothing to do with uh, what the person is doing. You have people even in business who make business decisions to take revenge on other people or uh, you know, or to impress someone etc. And the truth is it's a lousy business decision. It happens. People do things. People build whole whole, uh, whole projects and empires to impress somebody else etc. If they would have thought about the, the goals of their business they wouldn't have, uh, they wouldn't have done those things. You understand? There's other. They have that. It's doing it. Deep down, that's really what's happening. The real truth is, he wants to nail this guy. That's what happens. Or he wants to show his brother, or his uh, or the guy. You know, that's what happens sometimes. The guy down the street. I was in. I was. I visited a place. I think I told you. I, I visited a man's office. The, the person owned it was a, a very impressive business. Uh, the guy. The guy spent the first 15 minutes or so making it clear to me that I should understand that the business next door of the same name, which his father-in-law owns, is completely separate. I told you this one. Then he, he had to let me know. He had to go through a whole thing, make sure this is his own business. You understand that he's running by himself. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. I got that one too. Right. And who said that's the best thing? So therefore, we can see that we can see that our good decisions are going to be influenced, or, or our bad decisions will be influenced by our passions and our desires. We need help with that, and that you don't want to be making decisions on that basis. You want to make decisions on the basis of the of the right thing. You want to do the right uh, job, and that's also by friends. I mean, I, this is not exactly the point here today, but, yeah, but also you'll see that's why when we look for good friends, that's the kind of friends we're looking for. We're looking for people who, when they speak to us, are not coming with a whole lot of extra baggage. If I want to know what the halacha is, I don't want somebody who's worried about uh, you know all kinds of other stuff. I want somebody who's just going to help me and tell me the halacha, or somebody's going to give me advice. You know, that's not uh, that's not biased by a whole lot of other things. And those are precious, precious things. You need some, and it's a type of insanity. You know, you don't realize it. The person who has certain goals, he wants to look good. He wants he wants uh, certain things to happen. I, I don't want advice from that person. I want to, I want the person who is who is there think about nothing other than what's the correct, what's the truth, or what's correct. Sometimes if a guy, sometimes the guy giving advice, he's, he, the guy, you know, sometimes the guy didn't come through, he doesn't give advice because he's protecting himself. Well, that's really bad. You know, that's the naivere, by the way. You know, when you give somebody advice, it's bad. You know, but the guy, the guy's actually holding me back. He, because the true advice, what he really sees, he's not telling because he's afraid you're going to be angry at him. He's afraid that, uh, you know, uh, he'll look bad or it'll backfire, whatever the story. I don't need that stuff. I need somebody, I need somebody who's going to tell me the truth. You understand? Or, or, you know, from that side. Or the guy, or this, or this guy's got a whole theory about uh, this guy's got a whole thing about hats, and he can't stand hats, and therefore every time every advice has to cut out the hat part. You know, saying he's got a thing. You know, there are people like that. They just, they, you know, they, they just got, a, they got a bug about something or a passion about something, and it's always going to happen. Some people into ice cream. They can't plan a meal without ice cream. Every meal's got to have ice cream. Well, who said that? Not every meal has ice cream. Some meals have ice cream. You understand? The guy's so into ice cream, it comes out. It's a wedding feast. They're making it. They're making the whole wedding powerful. They kind of ice cream. You understand? That's not what's kind of, That's not objective. 
<laughs> some time ice cream is great, you understand, but that's not everything in the whole world. So there are really some people, people are biased. That's right. That's why we need. No, no, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what maybe we're going to come. We're going to talk about these guys. These guys have conquered their tithers and their passions. They give us, they give us good, clean, they give good, clean decisions. They're not being influenced, and that's you have to know. That's a, it's, it, that's a great level to come to. To make true free choices is a very high level. Uh, imagine being in a place, and imagine this. Imagine being in a place where there's there's a choices in front of you, and nothing at all is pushing you. Imagine that. Nothing. There's absolutely nothing pushing you. It's this, or this, or this, or that. You sit down and evaluate to see what's right. There's no particular thing that's pushing you. I'm incredible. There's an incredible level of, uh, uh, incredible level of being. That's a very special place to be.